Well, happy Thursday, everyone. Um, welcome to the Golden Goal Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, yeah, apologies. We've been a little bit different than normal with timings and stuff, just because we've been a bit busy. But um, yeah, trying to fit you in when we can. And yeah, thankfully managed to find some time to do a quick little fan team game week 37 preview. Um, and yeah, as always, uh, joined by Sam. How 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 you getting on, mate? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been a mixed bag, mate. Like... I had big, real big aspirations for this week. And when you have big aspirations, that's always a worry. Um, it hasn't kind of gone to plan. So as we'll discuss in a minute, although it's not end of the world stuff, it's just I'm a bit frustrated with it. But as you said to me, mate, yesterday, just got to deal with it. Yeah, you're you're the man in a, a much better position to me. So happy, very happy to just start off quick, having a quick look, at, um, quick look at your team, mate. It's on the screen now. Yeah, just pulling it up for myself. So ended up going with a minus four to bring in Cancelo, Richarlison and Gordon. I, I, you may see Gordon on the bench think, why did you take a minus four to get Gordon in? Basically, Gordon was the uh, make make way piece to allow Cancelo and Richarlison to come in and out went Havertz, Veghorst and Doherty, um, which I think is three good moves to get rid of. Um so, uh, yeah, and then the risk was to start with fostering goal. Um, so I didn't have to make a transfer move there and then rotate in with Pope for next week. So essentially Foster got his double this week, regardless of what Fulham relegated. And then I go with Pope next week. And that kind of paid off. Watford got there. Yeah, he did well. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he did run well the first game. It wasn't for a penalty. He could have come away with two clean sheets, couldn't he? So he sort of returned me 13.2. And then just a big gallon of frustration looking at that back four right now like Liverpool Van Dijk and Trent no clean sheets whatsoever been clean sheet monsters for for many weeks in a row um we look on the side of sort of slightly out of form um not quite firing um but still sort of shit housing our way if that's the best phrase to, to use obviously Van Dijk got the uh, assist for Matip so that's something Alonso and Rudiger, well, this was one big drama, wasn't it, with Alonso gets hooked at half-time v Wolves. They're two up. We look totally on course for a cruisy clean sheet and uh, and whatever. Something obviously happened. Alonso gets hooked, end up conceding two goals. Delighted to see him back, probably like you last night, to see him back in the in, in the team sheet. And I guess he rectified me a little bit of um pointage, or both of them did yesterday with the with the seven three. I knew Cancelo was kind of, I hate the phrase, but due, uh, and he was, and I think he came away with two assists and a clean sheet over the two games. So he was the just, basically it was either take no hit and not have Cancelo or take a minus four and have Cancelo. And I went with you and I back and forth doing a little bit of maths on Anthony Gordon versus Cancelo and who to start. And I think I've come up via seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 by like four or five points on top of, um, the minus four, so it was worth it. And now I've got Cancelo then to, to see me in for the rest of the season. Um, wish I'd captained him, basically, but uh, hindsight's wonderful. Um, stuck the armband on Salah. Was happy that the goal was from Son uh, to, to wipe out my Van Dijk and Trent clean sheets. So that was something. Salah, yeah, he's just looked way off the boil since um, AFCON. Um, I've got half a temptation to get rid of him for next week, depending on what happens um, on Saturday. If there's like 120 minutes or something like that, um, I'm probably going to do it. Um, although I don't know yet. Just wide right, not many chances, not a huge amounts of involvement. 
Um, just the thing with Salah is, Tom, isn't it? It's like he just come to life out of nowhere, can't he? Yeah, I remember he, he did it last season. He had, I don't know, I think it was a good seven or eight games that he didn't score in. And then in the middle of that dry patch, he just, I think he didn't quite hit a hat-trick, but he scored two, two goals. unbelievable goals against West Ham. And that's, Ham. that's the ability he's got, isn't it? Yeah. And so that's always the worry when you're going to transfer out someone like that. Saka, probably the biggest disappointment in the starting eleven actually, because he looked bright and breezy against Leeds, obviously came off with a little bit of a niggle. And we are filming this on, what's the date today, Tom? It's uh, we're on the, Thursday the... We're on the 12th today. Thursday the 12th. So the basically the day of the, the North London derby. So the game hasn't happened yet. People watching might well have seen the game, but he's due not to be playing tonight, isn't he? He's, he's a doubt. So yeah. he could come in as a real disappointment for this game week. But I still think the thought process to, to select Saka was 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 the right one. Um, Kane and yeah, Kane and Son actually still both play. So I'm hoping that something from those two could potentially just bring me back up to rank. Um, and yeah, Richarlison. I mean. What did you say, Tom? Six goals all season? Is that right? I, I Premier League? He's not done great for, for goals, but it was just the fixture volume in that Everton have stuff to play for, isn't it? So, 9.7, oh, I'll take it. I think there was an assist in there. They've got another couple of games, nice nice looking games coming up. Obviously, Gordon will play in those as well for me. So, I'm all right. I'm set up. But yeah, he didn't certainly pull down any trees, did he, when you look at some of the hauls from, from other players. So, uh, current rank about 600, so I think I've dropped like 150, but I do have two, potentially three players for tonight. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it will look like, but imagine going into tonight with sort of, if three do play, there could be a potential to at least bring me back to to my start game week rank, which is around 440, 450. So, yeah, it's where I'm at, mate. Not amazing, but not a disaster. Yeah, I'd say mine was verging on disaster, to be honest. No, I'll move on to my team now. Um, so I started the week in 1400th, I think. Um, and obviously we did the pod last week. Phil, I set myself up really, really well for, for the double. Um, I've partly fallen, I think, because of the players I decided to start um, against the ones that were on my bench. You'll see there that there are a couple of bench players that are outscoring my outfield. It's quite painful. Um, but yeah, what can you do? Um, so yeah, I've dropped from, I was about 1300th at the start of the week and I'm now down to 1700, 1800th, but it is what it is. And yeah, we've still got three players to play tonight, which is by the looks a bit higher than the average. So yeah, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be doing all right. Um, Schmeichel in goals. I mean, similar story to, 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 um, Foster really. Um, I think last night he kept a clean sheet and I heard he made like six saves in the first half or something mental. Um, so yeah, very happy to just keep him for for the the season. But you'll see the bench theme continues here because Foster outscored him by nearly three points. But that's three points. I can't can't get too mad about that. Um, very similar defence to you. I think you've already spoken about all of my defenders. Son Salah, Saka, midfield, same as yourself, Sam, Kane, and Richarlison. And then for some reason, I don't know why. But Dennis, right, he has scored goals against pretty much every calibre of opposition in the league this season. And I thought just whether Watford go down or not, he would be absolutely nailed to play both of the games. Um, obviously, he blanked in his first game and then he just got ruled out for the season or, or something like that um, halfway through the game week. So, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, would I start Dennis again? I mean... Between Dennis, Madison and Gordon, I think it was a complete toss of the coin who played because 
With Madison, you're worried about the minutes, not thinking he'd play the two games. With Gordon, it's similar to Dennis with Gordon, really. You know he'll play the two games, but how many points is he realistically going to score? So I backed Dennis, who's, yeah, on the whole, so obviously had more attacking returns than Gordon. Um, and yeah, ended on 1.7. And then I got a bench of Foster, Madison and Gordon, who have, yeah, between them got nearly 30 points. So yeah, well, probably over 30 points by the looks of it. Yeah, it's such close. We did say this before the game week, didn't we? How close it can can be. Maybe in hindsight, Gordon over Dennis was the better shout due to the fact that he's a midfielder and, and picks up clean sheet point as well. Um, but hindsight's wonderful because another week you choose the kind of enabler midfielder, they get seven points and your striker gets you 15 because he gets a couple of goals. So, yeah, I don't think you did any, you know, you just got a little bit unlucky, Tom, there, I think. I mean, Madison versus Norwich, we called it, didn't we? If we didn't call it on this pod, called it on the Sky one, saying if he starts and there's a haul there. I nearly captained him in Sky last night, but didn't actually go for it. But that was a, a toss-up between him and, and Reese James, actually, in the end, because I thought that Madison would return against uh, against Norwich. And, yeah, it's it's fine margins, mate, isn't it? To yeah. win the money, the big money, it's fine margins. And you need the rubber, the green to go, to go for you majority of the time. Yeah, I can't can't get too mad about it. Um, and yeah, going forwards, I think I either make one or two transfers next week, and we'll we'll have a look at. I've I've put some stats because we didn't get any questions this week, sadly. So I'll put some stats towards the end um, about um, most likely players to score next week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I I looked at the defender prices, and Mikalenko is four point five million. Um, so yeah. I was thinking a straight swap for Webster to Mikalenko. Um, and that's using my one free transfer, and then I might take a hit somewhere else. Um, it's looking like Zaha is is the bookies or the the algorithm's favourite player for double game week thirty seven, and we'll we'll show you that going forwards. But yeah, maybe take a hit for like Saka to Zaha, especially if Saka's injured. I think it makes sense. But yeah, we'll just we'll just see really. Um, but yeah, definitely Webster to Mikelenko. I'm I'm feeling. I think that's probably a, a wise move. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I know that you um, were talking to me about Mikelenko a couple of weeks ago, and I think he did. He have a re- uh, attacking return in this game. Yeah, he week? scored, yeah. So he scored and he got a clean. That's a real haul, isn't it? And we sort of both talked about it, didn't we? Off, off, off the thing, but dismissed it. I don't even think he came up in conversation on here, which is for wise. You know, he's wise, really, isn't it? That's where the punt and the aggressiveness comes in. You like forget about everything that's happened in the season already. That they've been absolute dog what do they need to do from here to the end of the season? That's, I guess, where the risk the risk comes in. A quick look at my second chance, mate, just quickly, because I know you, you called stumps on that, but I'm still running sort of with it. Again, Looks my, like you had an all, all right week well, there, Well, you Tom. think that, but I, um, I actually had a rank fall, so I was 400th, and now I'm 800th. I think just because of the flexibility of this, this, this format, I think a lot more people had De Bruyne in it. Um, just because yeah. you can swap Kane to KDB in like a one transfer if you want to. So I think a lot of people did that. And if you start KDB, you get any City exactly. player that doesn't, anyone that falls under that starts. So it's like a such a safe, well, it is the safety net, but it's for good reason called that, isn't it? But I, I just, I looked at this team, right? I haven't changed it this week. I've got two free transfers in the bag for 37, which is quite nice. I just looked at this team and I couldn't think of a single transfer that would drastically improve it. Just the way it's set up, and I've got Fafana and Dewsbury Hall there as my two enablers. I haven't really got anything in the bank, so I just left it. And 
I know I've dropped 400 places, but I've still got Son, Kane and Saka to play. Son's ownership's now only 37%. So, you know, if, if a couple of those players go off, then I'll, I'll be doing all right, I think. Um, and then two free moves into next week two as well. Two free moves where? into next week. I can spend them however I like. I'll probably get rid of a Chelsea lad, maybe Saka as well. Like bring in, well, maybe even Mikelenko or, or someone like that and, and Zaha yeah. like I'm going to do in the main game. Um, but yeah, definitely not too deterred. I mean, I'm, I've dropped 400 places, got three players left to go, and I still think I'm set up pretty well for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, yeah, you look like you are, mate, for sure. Um, so I'll just quickly flag up the fixtures. Yeah. So only two game weeks left now. Um, obviously, we've still got some 36 fixtures to play, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we've already done a pod to cover those, and what will be will be there, but... For 37, um, still, yeah, four, five teams, sorry, with a double. So we got Villa, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Everton and Leicester with a double. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I've already spoken about the players I, I fancy. Um, Mikelenko for me, from Everton, is someone that I'm uh, really eyeing up. And I think Zaha from, from Palace as well is a, is a cheeky shout. Any... Uh-huh. Sorry, Tom, I was just going to say, if you've just alerted me to Zaha, I mean, I would have brought him in last week if it wasn't for the double. I didn't realise he doubled this week um, or wasn't at the top of my mind. Now I've looked at the fixtures. He is. He's been on form. I think if Saka's injured, it's a very wise wise straight swap that. I definitely, because um, obviously an, another midfielder that doubles that's the same price as Zaha, or similar price as Zaha is Coutinho. Um, but I, I just feel... It's going to be famous last week, isn't it? Because it's going to be the double that he absolutely goes off in. But I just feel like he's gone off the boil a little bit and he's been either benched or subbed off early by Gerard recently as well. Um, so I just don't fancy him for this double myself. I'd, I'd go I, with, with Zaha personally. I think the Coutinho is the prime conversation of what we just had about Mikelenko. I think if you're ballsy enough to go for it and expect four or five point return for the two games and say, you know what, I went for it. But with the opportunity that Coutinho could just hit his little... He only needs one game, doesn't he, where he just goes nuts. And he had that earlier. In, he's had that two or three times earlier in the season. I, captured I thought they looked a, quite... I was going to say, I captured him in a double game week earlier on in the season. I can't remember what week it was now, but I absolutely no, did, shot up we? the ranks because of, of that. And I think you did too. Yeah. They looked quite ambitious and, and, and up for the Liverpool game. I don't know whether that's just because it was against... I don't know. I... Uh, if you if they show that for the remainder of the season, I'd like three of their assets, let alone mm-hmm. let alone one. I mean, I thought Danny Ings and Watkins mm-hmm. caused problems up front for Liverpool. Um, I've got my eye on Matty Cash uh, for I don't know how what what I'm going to do. I'm actually waiting to see what happens on Saturday, Tom, with Liverpool and and, and Chelsea because I think yeah, not only that, but what happens. To, no, because City won, didn't they? Yeah, it's a shame we don't get another City game, but it's just kind of City look like they're going to wrap the league up. I'm trying to think ahead of what Jurgen Klopp's sort of thinking, because I would be tempted to take out a Liverpool defender if I needed to, to try and, um, you know, make the moves I want. So I've got a list of players in my head who I think I want, but I don't know when and who I'm going to bring in yet till there. Uh, Liverpool-Chelsea games over and done with. And I think one team, you mentioned um, taking out Liverpool defenders there. I I don't know. I don't think taking out Chelsea players is a bad idea either. Um, like Someone like Rudiger for, in Alonso, for example, 
Um, they played last night. They'll play the cup final on on Saturday, and then they'll play next week. Whether that's enough time between the games, I think it might be. But yeah, I just think Chelsea could have a bit of rotation in that in that Leicester game as well. Yeah, and it's not the greatest fixture, is it? I like Watford on the final day though. Um, but are they pretty much done now, Chelsea? Have they got the the lead. Have they got third sewn up. Is that like? I, I would I would say so at least um top four but I'm just gonna have a quick look at the league table a second. So am I. Thirty six points seventy. So we'll have to see what Arsenal do tonight really because if Arsenal win they go a point behind, um Chelsea. So again it sort of depends on fit on other fixtures Tom doesn't it? Yeah, it's there's no hard and fast decisions yet at this point is there? But yeah, just trying to give people the information I suppose. Yeah, because it's quite it's getting quite pivotal now. Really, when you, I've got two Chelsea defenders and three Liverpool assets, and it's getting to the point where I'm aware that the title for Liverpool is a fag papers distance away from being over, um, but still not over. Chelsea FA Cup final, Liverpool Champions League final, FA Cup final, Premier League glimmer of hope. It's like would moving on one of their assets. So I'd say. Van Dijk or Trent out and Rudiger out and bringing in someone else with a little bit like double game week or, you know, a Mikalenko with a little bit to fight for. Is that a wise, you know, a wise move? Um, will there be a lot of rotation and, and whatever else in Liverpool and Chelsea's team for the remainder of the season? It's annoying, Tom, because do Man City play on Sunday and then Liverpool play midweek against Southampton? I think that's how it falls, isn't it? I'm just going to check, but I think you're, I think you're right, yeah. So yeah, Man City, West Ham, Sunday at 2pm and then Liverpool play on Tuesday against Southampton. So my theory here is, Tom, if Man City win that against uh, West Ham, then Klopp pretty much completely changes his team for Southampton. But if West Ham win, then Klopp goes full strength. We don't know the answer to that before deadline, which is highly frustrating. So it adds an extra element in of guesswork from our point of view, what's going to happen. I think City can still, they, they ran right last night going forward, but West Ham are a much better outfit well, than Wolves. And the thing to think about with City as well is, well, Laporte went down last night. He had a nice pack on his knee. Any sort of knee injury, I don't think you get back from very quickly. Fernandinho, he got subbed off early. Whether he was injured or just being protected, I don't know. But City's back, you know, two centre-backs are going to be Fernandinho and Ake, or a youth player and Ake, which isn't very good. So, and especially against someone like Antonio, for example, I think it will give them some real problems. Ake's not hundred percent fit either, though, is he? So yeah, I mean that's why I don't. I also don't think the title race is over because I think, yeah, with that weak defence, I think City could be in trouble. But um, but yeah, certainly that West Ham game, you'd fancy West Ham to score for sure. You definitely fancy West Ham to score. Def- I had a half a thought about taking Kinsella back out again. It's I've had quite a few thoughts about what to do in that in in general in the with that back line. Um but you fancy City to score multiple goals in that game as well. If West Ham score twice, you, you fancy City to score three or four, and that's the issue because they're so they're looking so good going forward. Kevin De Bruyne is on another planet. I actually think kind of low key Phil Foden and, and uh, is on another planet as well, the way he's playing too. Bernardo Silva's been good, Sterling's been good. Like they could have been six. Did you, I don't know if you watched that. Oh, so it could have been KB could have had five goals. He hit the post as well. 
So Foden hit the post. Sterling missed a good chance. It could have been eight. Oh, Sterling so, missed a load of sets. The way he just did what he Sterling does, doesn't does, he? Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking, will West Ham score? Probably, but will Man City just outscore West Ham? Probably. Um, so it's so hard to read, isn't it? It really is. Do they get a bit of nerves in that game, thinking like, here we go? This is because if they win, if they beat West Ham, that's league done. They just need to draw, don't they, against Aston Villa on the final day at home? Um, and that's with Liverpool winning as well. So it's a shame that the game within fan team, we have to lock into a decision before we know any of the results. But that's the beauty of, of fan team as well, isn't it? Yeah, like you say, lots to, lots to preempt and, and think about. Any other thoughts on those fixtures? Any other teams that you want to either buy or sell? So I'll have um, Nick Pope in for, for his double. Um, you'll have Casper Schmeichel, won't you? I think, I mean, Jordan Pickford's a good shout, isn't he? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a look at the, the draft hand stats, which say that. Yeah, I've got the, so the, I've got the algorithms, best players by positions coming up. But, but yeah, Jordan Pickford tops the list for goalkeepers, I'm pretty sure. If you, yeah, the one week goalkeeper punt is Jordan Pickford for sure. And to be completely honest, <laughs> I don't think he's the worst captain to shout either for that week. No, he's, uh, yeah, that's what we need to discuss, doesn't it? We need to add that element into our uh, pod is the captaincy. We have to remember at the end to go through that. Um, no, I think we've, we've sort of gone off asset, talked about assets. I mean, Leicester, Le- Leicester midfield's a bit of a minefield because um, of the amount of rotation. And they've got Chelsea in there as well, which is a tough fixture. So I do think a Barnes or a Madison's a good shout. Um, you have to be prepared for a you know, playing one of the two, but Watford's Watford's really nice. I think Jamie Vardy comes back into the topic of discussion again. He scored twice last night, didn't he? Um, and I could see a couple of goals against um, Watford potentially. Yeah. Oh, I brought Jamie Vardy in earlier in the season and it's totally let me down on fan team. Never, Nothing. I just... I've never had any success with him in fantasy football. Never. Same. And so I'd love to go. I'm going to make that move. But I just I'm pained because I could do Kane to Vardy no problem. But I'm pained by previous, um, yeah, outings with Jamie Vardy. But here we go, Tom. We'll be chatting about the pod next week, and I'll have Jamie Vardy up front, and I'll be talking through my six-point return from two games, won't I? If that, I'll pull a hammy or something in the first game. We won't see him after. I'll quickly flash out those stats that I mentioned then. So for yeah. a, a bit of context for people that, that have not seen um, Draft Hound or anything of the sort before, there's a couple of things I need to give credit to. First of all, is a really good Twitter account for people to follow. Um, he's called FPL Salah. I think his real name is Abdul. Um, and he, every week, tweets out um, based on Draft Hound's um, algorithm-based yeah, predictions he tweets out the likelihood of each of the you know the top players in the game to score in a game week and he does the same for defenders to keep a clean sheet as well so just to see that summary every week is really worth giving um FPL Salah a, a follow and I, this week I actually clicked on the website um, so this is all just publicly available information I don't pay for draft hound I'm not showing anything that that isn't already publicly available information um, but what this gives is a view of the top rated players in every position and this has been, as far as I understand it, Draft Hound calculate this through maths in a similar way to the bookmakers calculate odds for players to score, etc. So it's basically the most like advanced score prediction maths in, in football as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, so yeah, there's a view here of the top rated forwards, the top rated mids, top rated defenders and the top rated goalkeepers. Um, so I won't go through all of them, but it's looking like the highest rated players for this week or the ones that are scoring above like 95, well, 90. You've got Zaha, who is the top rated player in the game for, for game week 37. There's Harvey Barnes, Danny Ings, Watkins and Jordan Pickford tops the list for goalkeepers. Um, and then my guy, Mikolenko, tops the list for defenders as well. Um, so yeah, if you wanted some ideas for players that are looking to be popular, I'd, I'd go for this lot. I just need to plug my Mac in a second. Yeah, that's a really nice insight actually from um, Draft Town there, Tom. Yeah, it's a good little, good little bit of info, isn't it? And I, yeah, I don't want to take any credit for, for doing this. Obviously, I've, I've literally screenshotted their website. So um, yeah, are you... Really... Are you are you prepared to take kind of you prepared to take a bit of a minus four going into thirty seven? I think it all depends on Wilf, um, not Wilf. Um, it all depends on Saka. I feel like if I, he is injured, I think yeah, I'll I'll get rid of him for minus four for Zaha. But other than that, I think I'll just do a nice easy Webster to Mikelenko um, swap for for no no loss because. I don't feel I wouldn't feel entirely comfortable having Zaha on the final day. I'd rather have Saka, um, but if Saka's out for a period of time, then I think it will make sense to buy Zaha. But that I think that'd be the only conditions that I take a hit really. So I've already got the likes of Schmeichel, Madison. I've got Richarlison. Um, yeah, I've got um, Gordon as well. So I've got a good range of players doubling. It's just whether I can add a little bit to it through through another player being injured, I suppose. Yeah, I'm gonna probably take a minus four. I think just. Um, regardless, just to yeah bolster that, I'm I'm thinking about Mikalenko or Matty Cash. They both got quite nice doubles yeah. for the back line, and then I think the same on you, Tom. It's like if Saka does look like he's just you know he can be managed to the end of the season, then I'll just happily put Zaha in, and uh, and then that'll be the minus four. If not, then I might go with a little attacking. I really do like the look of a Watkins or an Ings. Yeah, you've been saying that to me all week, mate. I don't want you to... Yeah, obviously people on the pod won't have the context of that, but me and Sam go back and forth quite a lot about just our teams and stuff. And yeah, from memory, you've been you've been really backing Watkins. Even before 36 even started, you've been thinking he's been a, a good option. Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to... Like you just said, though, I don't want to kind of out my 30, 70, 38 team too much. And like, do I want too many Man City assets, uh, sorry, um, Villa assets going into the final game with against Man City? However, I think if you watch that Liverpool game, it kind of, maybe Matty Cash won't keep a clean sheet, but you're thinking Watkins and Ings can do damage at the other end with the way that City and Liverpool play? Well, we've, not only the way they they play, like, like we said, you know, City have got Fernandinho and Ake at centre-back and Ings and Watkins up top. I think they could cause any centre-back's problems, especially an out-of-position player and Ake, who I don't actually think is very good. So, Yeah, and so it's not actually a that bad idea, is it? Um, yeah. especially if Man City have won the league by that point and Gerrard's the manager of Aston Villa as well so there's uh, he's absolutely going to get them up for that game isn't he regardless I, I like of... something yeah well I like something riding on that it'd be awesome to have something riding on that final game of the season but we'll discuss that won't we when it comes to our transfer final move or final moves for 30 game week 38 captaincy Tom yeah so looking at these stats and I probably it's the first time I've properly looked at these in any kind of real detail, right? But looking at these stats, I think if I bring in Zaha, I will captain him. Because um, I don't see... 
yeah, any yeah, based on these stats, I'll, I'll captain Zaha. But I think if I don't have him, that will be a really tough call because you've got Tottenham against Burnley, which I would say is quite a favourable fixture for Tottenham. And from memory, Son usually performs pretty well in that fixture. Um, there's obviously Salah, who's always an option, but you you question whether he'll actually play after the cup final, depending on how long it goes for. So I think the option is between a, a Spurs player or one of these these big double game weekers. Um, and I think, well, at the moment, I guess the best one I've got is Richarlison. But if I bring in Zaha, I'll probably captain Zaha. Would you not fancy a Mikalenko uh, captaincy? I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to captain a 4.5 defender, to be honest. I think just having him in my team will be enough. But um... Yeah, there's two nice fixtures. And that's what I said. I think I think, I think Pickford's a, best... a great shout captaincy with saves. He's been he's been Everton's best player, isn't he? The yeah, last that was few games. Be my point. Yeah, because I think with the defender, you know, if he doesn't get a clean sheet or an attacking return, you're done. He's not going to get any points. But with Pickford, you can concede a goal, even two goals. But if you make seven or eight saves, you're on for a five or six pointer, which is still like a a reasonable return. So I just feel like Pickford is a is a really good captaincy pick this week. I think Jamie Vardy is a good captaincy pick. I, I don't. I think he has the seat, the potential to be a good captaincy pick. Just Jamie. This is how he works. Last night, two goals. He's got a plum second fixture. It's whether he plays both, isn't it, Tom? I think he can score against Chelsea as well. Actually, like I don't wipe out that Chelsea game at all, as he can't score. No, I in. think that's a, definitely a game that any any team any team can score against Chelsea at the moment. I feel Wolves managed it, didn't they? They scored. Yeah, I think any team can. I, I I'm sort of I do have half an eye to J, to Jamie Vardy, like with the sort of I haven't always been on the right side of the luck this season in general, so. Maybe if anyone's listening and thinking Sam's thinking about Vardy, then you should do the complete opposite. But um, I do think he's a, he's a, he's a good captain to shout. I also think if you had um, Coutinho, again, if you've got appetite for risk, I think, like you said, Tom, all it takes for Coutinho is one one exceptional game and you've got an... Um, he's on this list, mate. He's the third He's the third best-rated midfielder at the moment in this in this list. Uh, Ings and Watkins are a good captain to shout. I don't think it'll be mega haul, Tom. I really don't. I think a goal, a, a goal in each game for one or, or or the other or whatever will be a good return. But you know, accumulated with with with, with match team or match uh, points as well. You know, it'd be a nice what sixteen point twenty point return, um, which is not bad at all. I don't think Pope's a great shout. I certainly won't be going that way. I would have him in goal. Zaha, as you said, is a, a really good. Um, a good shout as well. It's it is a tricky one, like you said. If you haven't got Zaha or maybe Pickford or something, because the single game day assets, as ever, are the better choices with one game, and it's that way up, isn't it? And we've made this error in in the past where you've chosen a double game weaker who's suboptimal, and then your single game dayer like a Kevin De Bruyne is just blowing them out of the water in one game. So that'll be where the difficulty lies. I'm sure we'll stick there. We'll stick the um, the pole up anyway, won't we? Uh, well, hopefully. I think we'll have to find a new way of doing it because there are going to be so many options, aren't there? You're going to have the two Spurs boys and then all of the players you see on screen, basically. Um, be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, Mel, we'll find a way of doing it, won't we? But yeah, I feel like on paper, I've already got Schmeichel, so I feel like I can't. it doesn't make sense to bring Pickford in. But I think on paper, if I could pick any player in the game to stick the armband on, I personally would go for Jordan Pickford. That would be my choice. Nice. I think it'll be. I think he'll he'll come away with some returns for sure. 
I really do. How many how many double game weekers will you have then, Tom? Roughly. So I'll just just have a look see at my team a second. So at the moment I will have Schmeichel. Um, I'll buy whatever happens. I'll buy Mikalenko or cash. If Mik well, Mikalenko won't get injured, will he? But so that's two. Um, I'll have Madison three, Richarlison and Gordon. So I'll have five. Shall I have a look at mine? I've got Jacob Ramsey, which I've heard rumours that he's out for the season. But then I heard rumours last week that he was just going to be like... It's a mixed bag on him, isn't it? Really don't know. He's such a cheap enabler. I don't mind just... I'm not going to remove him or anything. I'll just... um, I would just leave him on the bench, basically. That's what I would do. Um, I will have... Change team. Right, let's have a look. So I have Pope in goal. Um, I'll probably bring in either Cash or Mikelenko, so that'd be two. I'll have Gordon, I'll have Rich Allison, um, and then if I bring in Zahar potentially, then that would be would be five as well. And I don't feel like it's not like the last week where the double game week was amazing. And to be honest, to even keep ground, you probably needed eleven double game week players. This week, I feel six maximum, but five or six, you're you're absolutely fine. I think if you're a bit lower than five. You you'd want your your single play, game day players to probably perform exceptionally well, but yeah, I guess for really four, five, six doublers, you, five. you're doing all right, aren't you? If, if Ramsey's fit, I'll have six, but then it'll be that eight, eight old, the do old age question. Do you start him over a single? Yeah. Do I start him over um uh like a Chelsea or Liverpool asset, for example? Um, that's where the where the, the 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 challenge will be. So I think you're right. I think optimally between four and six, something like that. Um. And then you sort of half decently set up them for 38 as well. I'm just going to quickly check if we had any questions while we recorded. No, nothing to nothing to talk through there, other than it looks like Gabriel's Jesus is going to go to Man City. Anyway. Oh, not Man City, sorry, Arsenal. Yeah, that could be a good move for them. Um, that's about it then, really, for this week's mate. Um, yeah, good luck to everyone that that watched this. And yeah, as always, if you if you like what you saw and and find this useful, please feel free to give us a, a like and a, a subscribe. And we'll be back again next week for I can't believe it's already the end of the season. It feels barely five minutes we've been doing podcasts, but but yeah, last game week next next week. It's a bit of an emotional one, but quite glad at the same time. I think. Yeah, and then we'll be back for probably some. Pre, uh, a bit of pre-season stuff, won't we? Reacting to the prices when they come out, building some teams, looking at the players from the promoted teams, all that sort of stuff that we do. We can we, we, we can do it on screen. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm hoping that, well, I can't guarantee what I'm going to win out of fan team, but I'm hoping my winnings in fan team, I'm just going to reinvest them. So I'm hoping I can buy two or three extra teams next season. Um, and then I'm going to try and reinvest some of the money I win from Sky as well. And I'm going to put that straight into fan team. Um, so hopefully I'll have four or five teams that, that, well, I won't review them every week, but we can certainly look at building them all together at the start of the season, for example. Yeah, we can build a couple of templates, can't we, and um, what we think. And and then, yeah, we'll have the luck of running the podcast for the whole entire, entire entirety of, of next season. Nice one, mate. Okay, we'll leave it there then. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Yes, guys, speak soon.